Hi friends, the movie that we'll be discussing today deals a little bit with suicide. Um, If that's triggering for you or just upsetting to you in any way, please feel free to listen to about 50 minutes into this episode. Um, That way you'll get the review, but you won't have to deal with all the other stuff. Uh, Take care of yourselves and happy listening. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And this week's episode is a special episode. We're delivering a rough cut. Um, <laughs> We're doing something a little different. Um, we kind of get a twofer yeah. <laughs> on this one. Um, We're bringing to you a special kind of like review of the black guy dies first by dr robert robin r means coleman and mark h harris and inspired by our review of the book um boy eats girl from 2005 by stephen bradley (laughs) so simon and sush they're um reached out to us um, about the book because it kind of aligned with our love of horror, our love of black horror. And we were excited to kind of like read the book and kind of give our thoughts and opinions on the book. Um, And we kind of like wanted to talk about it and share our opinions. And we also wanted to bring you guys an episode inspired by the book. And we'll get into our thoughts on Boy Eats Girl from 2005, which was an interesting film. Um, I'm 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 going to apologize for that a little bit in, in advance. Uh, that was a my bad, guys. Um, for which is yeah, funny. This was a- it was a Britney pick, my my bad. Yeah, and you've seen this movie before, so how dare I, you? I, I saw it, but it was also 2005. I was mm. a different person. Sure. I, I was young. Sure. I was, I, was, I was not who I am today. Sure. Why not? My bad. I, I didn't <laughs> remember much. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it was an experience. It, it was. Mm. Um, But the Black Guy Dies First um black horror cinema from fodder to oscar um is a really great book um both ashley and i had an opportunity to read it it was recently released on february 7th this year so first let me tell you guys to go pick up a copy at your local bookstore um if you could get it from indie bound or if you get it from Barnes and noble I would say go pick it up, especially if you are a horror fan. I would say it belongs in your catalog. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading through it, I would first say, like, I am a fan of um, Dr. Means Coleman's work. I have a copy of Horror Noir. Um, It's one of the books that I kind of, like, read through when I want to learn a little bit more about horror history, especially Black horror history, because it's in-depth text on what black black people's role in horror looks like um there's also a documentary that is available on shutter called horror noir um that gives you 
an idea of what horror history looks like. And The Black Guy Dies First also gives you a little bit more in-depth history as well. Um, and I enjoy reading it. Um, it takes you back to the beginnings um, of the horror genre. It also kind of gives you an idea of the roles in the movies that kind of changed the game. Um, and it's funny. It's funny to read. It gives you um, little excerpts from like highest grossing movies, lists of movies, actors that you see in movies that, you know, might have bit the big one quite often in films because, as you know, based on the trope, the book is based on the Black guy, the Black girl, the Black character. They are not um, what is known as the final girl, the final guy, very often. Um, and the book kind of gets into that. So, uh-huh. yeah, I overall enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I mean, I read this pretty fast <laughs> due to my lack of time. <laughs> And also ability to focus. So I spent yesterday at this very desk covered over this book for like eight hours. <laughs> very embarrassing. I used to be able to clear a book in like a couple days. So it's kind of sad. Um, so it's very interesting to read because I'm not like a big horror fan, to be honest. Like I'm realizing that about myself now. Like if you give me a horror movie and you give me something else, I'll probably watch the something else first. Um, doesn't mean I don't regard them as important or necessary. It's just that I preferentially <laughs> will probably gravitate to something else. But it was interesting to me to see like how they traced it from basically from 1968 um, because that was the year that Night of the Living Dead came out and also something called Spider Baby. Is that what? Yes. Okay, because I was having also yeah, me and my reading <laughs> I can read but <laughs> sometimes I was like what, what am I, what are the letters doing? That was concerning. But 1968 was a big year because it was MLK's assassination um, in April. I think the Hayes Code ended and the MPAA rating system began um, in November. I know some of you youngins are dying for the Hayes Code. I can see it already. But, um, <laughs> um, and there's something else I forgot that it was like another landmark event. I have several post-it notes. I wish you guys could see how many post-it notes I stuck in here to reference. Um, but yeah, it kind of, everything offshoots from that year. So they kind of talk about how important Night of Living Dead is in terms of like black horror, which also was interesting because this movie kind of just, is weird when you think about it because I was thinking like exclusively black horror movies, but this is talking about just mm -hmm. black people in general when they talk about black horror. So sometimes I was like, why are we talking about this movie? <laughs> At one point they mentioned hereditary and I was like, I was like counting. <laughs> I 
on my fingers. I was like, I don't remember anybody. But that was like in general for like a category about mental health in horror movies, I believe. Um, but back to 1968, it was just kind of a landmark year. And then we had black exploitation. Then we had the dryness of the 80s <laughs> and slasher movies. Um, and then we had the explosion in the 90s with uh, a lot of, I don't know how you want to call them. I don't like to call them hood movies. Uh, yeah, but. Feels very white. They, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, that's. Your boys in the hoods, your, um, what, your, I don't know. <laughs> like juice, boys yeah. in the hood, kind of yeah. like set it off. Yeah. Those, the movies that are kind of showing the inner life of black people. And showing, quote unquote, the struggles of the the inner cities. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that kind of boom. Um, and then everything kind of dried up again. And then everything ebbs and flows. So it was kind of interesting to see all of that. Um, I did like how it highlighted a lot of, to me, some obscure movies. Because um, some of these I knew particularly later in the 90s and the 2000s and then and some 80s ones too that they reference um but a lot of these in certain pockets I didn't know like a lot of the black exploitation horror I didn't know um a lot of the foreign films they mentioned I didn't know and then they talked about something like what was it the inheritance and sound of violence that sounded interesting will they be interesting I don't know I'm a little nervous <laughs> um but I thought those were kind of Cool. They have a lot of lists as well. If you're a list girly, yeah. um, there's a, quite a few. Um, such a, oh, the hereditary thing was in the stay woke, social consciousness and horror movies. So uh, I think it was listed under mental health, like I said. They had environmentalism and immigration and xenophobia, consumerism, nuclear prof- <laughs> nuclear prof- <laughs> <laughs> nuclear proliferation and war and that kind of thing uh so and also they have a list about all the oscar winners that have been in in horror movies and died black oscar nominees sorry so like mahersha ali michael clark duncan lawrence fishburne i don't even know i didn't even know that lawrence fishburne was nominated for an oscar Mm -hmm. um Samuel Jackson, Marianne John Batiste, uh, James Earl Jones, which I definitely didn't know he was in Scary Movie Four. <laughs> uh, that was That's so embarrassing. Uh, that got me because I was like, not just like any movie, but like uh, Scary Movie Four, because that's like 2006 or something. I had to be like 80 years old by then. He's like, "What are you, Darth <laughs> Vader? What are you doing?" Did you need to collect a check? What was going on? What was happening? Um, also, who else? Alfred Woodard, uh, Will yeah, Smith, <laughs> Octavia <Blue> Spencer. <laughs> yes, Mama. Yes, Miss Ma. Denzel Washington. Although I love how many, how numerous. This is the longest list of Oscar-nominated roles. He's got several. I think it's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times he's been nominated. That's crazy. And he's won 
once, right? I believe the training yes. is. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of um little lists that I would not have thought of or have, you know, came to realize that was kind of like a thing. So I like that about this book. Um, also the tropes, like you mentioned, um, particularly the spook and the sacrificial Negro, which girl. <laughs> they, I feel like those two tropes come up the most a little too often. Girl. Everywhere. And- all the time yeah it's bad I don't ciao (laughs) and like we just mentioned Alfre Woodard um and I feel like yeah what was that movie um she was just nominated like she's a Oscar nominee but like her role in um Annabelle was she just like don't worry y'all don't worry beautiful white neighbors I got you (laughs) and then she just killed herself for no reason to save her white neighbors to sacrifice herself for fucking Annabelle. Are you serious? You know what the forgotten is? The forgotten. She's also in that. Huh. I probably have seen it. Do you know how many like random obscure movies? I know. That's this movie in particular <laughs> that we're about to talk about. Like, like where the, girl, where the hell you find this? Do they not release this? This is on flicks. This is like Tubi's granddad. <laughs> where did you watch this movie? Oh, I have seen this. Did you I have watch seen The Forgotten? Did you this watch has, this yeah. movie in the theater? The movie that we're about to watch. Did you watch Boy Eats Girl in the theater? No, this wasn't available on theater. This is a flicks type situation where you just be like, watching movies at one o'clock in the morning Mm. and you just come across it girl (laughs) that's why I was wondering because there's a lot of obscure things in here I was kind of like where like how would you have I wonder how they like surveyed all this because there's a lot of movies in here like I wonder if they especially since this was released so close to horror noir did they combine some stuff? Is this is this like left over from horror noir? Because I haven't watched horror noir. I thought about it, but I haven't had the time. Um, is this kind of like left over from that? Because this is a. I mean, that's a lot of movies to be watching. Like we watch movies here, obviously, but this this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so you could do it because like half the movies in this book. I have watched like me turn into a random page. I have seen like Trick from 2019 star Omar Epps. Oh my God. So like, <laughs> have you seen these Italian ones? Some of these Italian lesbian ones. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> this seemed like stuff you'd have to, you'd have to find like on, on a, on an actual film reel that you got hook up um, to a projector. <laughs> I mean, I'll add, like, based on the information in this book, I will add them to my watch list. Okay. There's so many things in here that has, like, expanded things that I want to watch. Yeah. Just so I could be more knowledgeable in my quote-unquote field. Okay. things that I enjoy. All right. As someone who really loves horror and as... Like, when you love a genre as much as I do, like, you just can't watch one thing. And that's what I feel like is the problem. Um, With, like, horror fans, sometimes you, like, really love one thing. Like, you really love slashers or you really love 
found footage or you really love whatever you like and you just watch that one thing, but you can't expand beyond it. So you just love that one thing. Yeah. And you, even for creators, like you love that one thing, you just keep making more and more of it, but you're not going beyond that thing and making it better. Yeah. And that also is the issue that's having the issue that is coming up with like your cast doesn't have to be all white. Like <laughs> you can create an all black cast. You could create a diverse cast that doesn't include white people. Like yeah. you got to think beyond the parameters of even if you do have, like there are certain things that a certain certain, certain subgenre must have to make this film that particular kind of film but like you can mix it up and it's fine yeah you just gotta think beyond that yeah okay i want to go back to what i said about 1968 so i found the page it's actually in the introduction on page three it says that um there were a lot of like first of all it uses the word iconic I don't know about that. So when I say, I'm, I'm quoting, I'm not saying iconic, <laughs> like a stand. Okay, so it says iconic moments such as uh, the Kerner Commission's indicting right, white racism for U.S. social ills in February of that year, the enactment of the 1968 Civil Rights Act and Martin Luther King's assassination, like I mentioned, Olympic medalists Tommy Smith and John Carlos raising black power fists in October, and Star Trek airing America's first interracial, interracial kiss in November. So there's a lot of shit happening. It just, mm -hmm. everything was happening. The 60s was a tumultuous time uh, for this country. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's way more. I feel like they go pretty deep into the 70s for a lot of it, just for some of the black exploitation films because of I guess it's probably the first time there is mostly black cast and if there were white people the white people were obviously the villains which at the beginning it had been like if there's a black person in the movie it was probably to make the white person feel better about themselves because I didn't know they thought we were superstitious <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing. I don't really be keeping up with what people be thinking about us. I was just like, oh, you don't like us? Okay. <laughs> don't have time to get down in the farther, you know, below that, you know? I just, you know, I don't, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> um yeah, so what else did I want to talk about? Um, yeah, we have the spook and the sacrificial negro. I would never do either of those. <laughs> Like in, I mean, obviously real life is not, a, you know, not the same as fiction, but yeah, I just can't imagine that's like, I mean, you got to get the bills paid, I guess, if you're an actor, but whew, that would kind of suck. Also, I was cracking up at the Ooga Booga. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That yes. shit made me laugh. <laughs> that shit had me crying because it's about, you know. I guess the quote unquote savages of Africa where the white people go to spread their whiteness and that means spread their civilization and civilized nature or whatever. And then you got the ooga booga with guns. 
<laughs> That's so ridiculous. But it's basically, I mean, the first thing I thought of was The Last King of Scotland. <laughs> With Idi Amin. Oh, it's not a horror movie, but uh, but it's basically like warlords and crept off African politician and police officers who don't take kindly to white Af- white Americans safariing where they don't belong. I feel like there's plenty of that in recent history, like more recent. Every time I see one of them Coney <laughs> pictures that pop up, I just remember that whole chaotic moment in our history and in, in, in the online world. <laughs> oh, Coney 2012. What the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> yeah. I never watched any of those videos because I was just like, I don't know what this is, but... All right, we got the witch doctor. We got the magical Negro. That is also a one that pops up quite yeah. often. Lord Jesus, what was I thinking of? I feel like now the magical Negro is kind of more like less magical, more like reassuring best friend. Because I was thinking of what's that? What's that fucking show? Ah, what is that show with the chess girl and <laughs> with Anya Taylor Joy? What the hell was that show called? Uh, we gonna make it. <laughs> Queen's Gambit. Say, thank you, Queen's Gambit, where she's going through it and everybody hates her and she's got like a pill addiction or whatever the hell that she's had since she was like a child and she's lost everything and then here comes her black friend from (laughs) from the orphanage that hasn't seen her in, in years they haven't kept in touch at all and um her she gives her money like she gives Anya Taylor Joy a bunch of money so she can go do chess in like Russia or somewhere this is so ridiculous like why would you even that's not even something that would happen in real life somebody just pop up out of nowhere someone who has not spoken to you in like almost a decade Mm. that's moses ingram that was played in front we go you gonna be better than that i guarantee you (laughs) she's already better than that role when i saw that shit and i was like what is the point of this exactly (laughs) for her to pop up yeah, like the magical Negro has like some sort of like mysticism, some wiseness about themselves that they just know and yeah. they can just connect with the world around them and guide the protagonist through something through magic. We're just so um, guideful and wise, but like also stupid and, <laughs> and uh, you know, scare our own shadow and superstitious. It's just weird how the, the the contradictions pop up so much. <laughs> Those Negroes will give it to you straight, but don't ask them to actually do anything else. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, those are my sort of like interests in in the book. Now for the things I didn't really like, um, was mainly that it's kind of repetitive a lot of the same movies pop up over time especially if you you know take it to the face like i did and spend eight hours with this yesterday so i was like dang we talking about this movie again jesus we just talked about it like i i don't i didn't like that that much so like some of the movies that are mentioned quite often are 
Night of the Living Dead, obviously. Get Out, Spider Baby, uh, both Candyman's, Candyman's, uh, Karen, that movie that came out with Tara Manning <laughs> a couple years ago, oh, and yeah. Boo and Medea's whatever, whatever the hell. <laughs> that Medea movie. Wasn't there a sequel? I think there was a sequel. It's Boo too. All right. So <laughs> that was kind of frustrating because I was like, why can't we get in depth? Because at the beginning of the book, they get kind of really in depth with, um, with uh, what is his name? I can't remember his name, but the actor's name, but um, not the actor's name, sorry, the character's name, Scatman Crothers in The Shining. They get kind of into it, like they treat it like a case study. And I thought that was how it was going to be for the rest of them. Like we're going to pick a movie and get a little, a little in depth incisive mm-hmm. you know you know get into the meat of it but um they didn't really do that i mean it comes up um it comes up kind of here and there after that but i wish they had done that for like some of the other movies were just like a little bit more in depth rather than trying to expand this entire genre because this movie is a big undertaking so that was one thing I didn't really care for. And then some of the attempts at humor <laughs> had me a little stressed off. Had me a little stressed out, a little clunky. Some of the references are a little dated. Because uh, at one point on page 35, let me find it here. Uh, they're talking about, and this is a list of uh, Black character horror movie survival guides. So if you're Black, you know, you just wake up one day and you find yourself in a horror movie, a la Cabin in the Woods or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a, eight tips on what to do if you find yourself in that situation. And tip number seven is be famous, preferably a rapper of some sort, which I haven't seen. They've explained, I think, why there's not really many rappers in horror movies lately, unless you go on 2B. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of rappers on Tubi, girl <laughs> keeping that genre I'm, like, alive oh i'm trying to imagine the modern day rapper and like who would you watch kendrick lamar in a horror movie no i feel like it was supposed to be megan the stallion but she's taking time away from public oh, life she would be really cute he said she wanted to write one i think she did a little short i didn't watch the short because i forgot who that was for but she's like I think she turned into a vampire in in the short. She would be so cute. Yeah. So if she's if in she's doing anything movie. right now, um, besides enjoying her much needed time away from everybody, <laughs> um, she might be doing some sort of writing. I don't know. I know she's talked about it before, but usually the I don't know the rapping. What happened? What's going on? Okay, I, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, they should put like Megan. Sweetie Doja Cat. As a what? As three vampire vixens? Or like, yeah. Eating people? Or three friends go to a haunted cabin. (laughs) Why are you thinking about Sweetie being like the shaggy of the group, bringing a bunch of food and shit? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Like your hot Cheetos dipped in mayo or something. (laughs) But yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be so cute. Yeah, I I would like to see if Megan does do that. I would like to see what she does because we haven't really seen many rappers lately. Just because I think the book says like 
because of the way rappers can promote themselves. They don't have to do movies. They can just do fashion. They can influence that kind of thing. Do paid posts. <laughs> you don't have to be. Yeah. You don't have to be a, a movie star anymore. Um, and some of them probably shouldn't attempt because I don't. I really don't know who I would watch. <laughs> Besides, they, they are fun. I'm sorry. They are they aren't Red Man and Cedar Chucky. Like no, they, no. Mm, I'm really thinking, and I can't think. Vince Staples. That's who you know. What? That's the only rapper I think that's made any waves on the uh, small screen. He's currently on Abbott Elementary, making shit pop. I think. What's his name on there? Mo, <laughs> Mo. Oh yeah, he said the Mo Genda or something. <laughs> <laughs> Support the Mo Genda. <laughs> watch I watch all his clips that he posts, and it's all adorable. I knew he could do it. He's he <laughs> he's so charismatic and so fucking hilarious. I'm sure he could be very good at improv as well because he'd be saying some shit off the cuff that i'm like how the hell did you do oh, okay zach fox okay <laughs> or zach fox. but zach fox is a comedian before right now he's a comedian turn rapper yeah okay but it counts it counts okay if you want to count it okay I'll, I'll allow it um i'll count it so this tip i was mentioning says tip number seven be famous preferably uh, preferably a rapper of some sort um this could take some time if you have to learn how to rap or get signed, blah, blah, blah. But it'll be all worth it because you have a following. Basically, if you have a following in real life, you probably won't die on uh, in a movie, which I don't think is really that true anymore because I feel like a lot of places now, a lot of studios and a lot of movies now are doing the thing where they hire somebody that you know that's like really famous and they'll kill them off like five minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like but- what's the... um. What's the Prometheus sequel? I can't remember it to save my life. Uh, David cutting up to yeah, whatever that one is. Um, David Romy. Is it Romy? I don't even remember. I don't remember who else is in that movie, but I do remember that James Franco was in the beginning, and I was like, when the hell did he get here? And then he spoiler he dies. <laughs> like really cool like really soon into the like first i would say first 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i feel like that's happening more alien covenant whoo child oh yeah you having problems over here today oh. um but yeah so the ending of that whole paragraph was why risk alienating team drizzy or the all loyal rob base heads in the audience and i was like rob base it takes two from it takes right. two he has a one hit wonder <laughs> A fan base for a one hit wonder with that song I think came out in the late 80s, early 90s. (laughs) I was like, that is a very, I don't even know if that's a dated reference. That's a very random reference. And so there's some stuff like that in the movie, in the book that I was like, all right, girl. And then also, that got all the bases covered, that covered several generations there. I got everybody. Wouldn't you have somebody with hits? Like, more than one hit, though? Like, Team Drizzy. Drake, who has hits despite being Drake. <laughs> and everything that comes with it. And then Rob Bass. And I was like, is he still... Does he, is he in a movie? I had to Google him. Like, I went on his IMDb, and the only thing he has on his credits is that his song has been used in I don't know how many 
different pieces of media. He got money. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. You know, I don't know if the negotiations back then were really hitting. Um, they could have taken it for all he was worth. I don't know. And then there's also a thing about <laughs> uh, something about platinum level ghetto pass historically held by three white people, John Brown, Mr. Rogers, and Ice-T's wife, Coco. No. We don't do picnic events, invites, any of that stuff anymore. No one's getting a pass. This is why I keep seeing Michael Rappaport every couple of years. I shouldn't have to do that. And this is why, because you be giving people passes. We don't do that. We don't do that. Not Coco. I feel like, what was the thing about? Oh, because it was about Tales from the Hood. And so they were talking about, we didn't think that white people would be, um, it'd be hard to imagine a white writer broaching this thorny topic. Um, was there talking about yeah. the black on black crime section of <laughs> that movie, which we hated. So I don't think it would. Any, That's any the better. worst segment in the whole movie. <laughs> it really, it really is. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. So, I mean, having a white writer in that situation would probably somehow make it worse. And I don't, I don't think, that Ice T's wife, Coco, or John Brown, legendary activist, <laughs> or Mr. Rogers would have made any of those situations any <laughs> Mr. Rogers would be like, please hug it out. Yeah, hug it out with them fucking scary ass dolls, bruh. <laughs> oh. Not great. And then there's one more thing. Um, I think it was on page 64. Um, I didn't like this and I feel like it popped up and I guess it was like in the style of humor of the book, which was, and this is kind of also called in the question, like who that, who the audience was and who they were talking to, because they're talking about sort of post reconstruction, um, like America and post America and the South and post reconstruction era and how, um, you know, there was a lot of stereotypes that were introduced as like propaganda for white people to sort of say like, hey, these black people can't handle themselves. They cannot run anything. And they're not, you know, because they're brutes and they're dumb and blah, blah, blah. And so one of them, I don't know, it was just kind of a weird aside. It says like um, redeemers and their supporters painted a picture of ex-slaves un- unfit for their newfound rights and in quotes like you know freedom thus justifying jim crow's legislation and blah blah blah. i didn't feel like the like you know freedom thing was necessary because like me i know this (laughs) i feel like i know this as a black person maybe somebody younger might be a little iffy but even then i feel like that was kind of not necessary in that way like if you're talking to somebody who's not black i could see that but I didn't really feel like that really, like that emphasis didn't, wasn't really necessary. And that happens a lot in this book where I was like, girl, who are you talking to? (laughs) Who are we talking to? It has a mass audience. (laughs) Brittany doesn't want to be critical, but I will, because I did not like that. That stuff kind of like turns me off. It felt very, almost condescending, like, duh, bitch. Like, (laughs) 
I was like, I, I, I personally, I get it. Like I know what our newfound rights were, <laughs> the right to exist without being owned <laughs> as property. But I don't know. I don't, I didn't think that was necessary and it kind of bothered me. And then some of the stuff too, I felt like illustrating a lot of the things in horror was kind of, it almost showed like how limited sometimes it could be in terms of like if you had a black protagonist, right? Say the the world has suddenly shifted and we have a black protagonist. Um, could you, would somebody do the cabin thing? Would they go out in the woods? I don't know. If they don't, does it have to be about fighting racist white people? Like what, what goes beyond that? When are we going to get beyond that? I'm wondering. They didn't really like like position themselves as kind of imagining horror beyond 2022 because I actually mentioned nope in here a little bit not in depth but that's the only thing that's a little different this that one and uh attack the block and like some other sci-fi stuff like alien fighting stuff I was like beyond that what are we gonna do like are we gonna like if we get into a position where we're like starring everywhere you know are we going to be doing the same things? Is it going to be inner city? Because not all of us live in the inner city. I don't feel like you can retread that old, old path, but I don't know. I'm also just a spectator. I'm not a connoisseur, so I don't know, but it just always felt like limited. I was like, well, damn, what if they do like the outdoors? You can't go outside. <laughs> you can't fight for your life outside. You be in the house all the time. That is a question that, raises like a good answer because I feel like if we go back to 1978 the way that Ben was cast in A Night of the Living Dead it was just 68 I was just looking for the best actor for the role yeah and I cast Dwayne Jones because he was that best actor and the way that I cast it had unexpected racial implications yeah um so where we are now like if you like we should be on we should be beyond like all of the political horror movies that we have been created in the last couple years like as mentioned in the book we have films like master we have films like oh my god, um, <laughs> Master! Oh gosh, Master was I, I enjoyed Master. I didn't know what was wow, happening. Like, girl, <laughs> girl, get it, girl. I know you playing, but <laughs> like we should be, uh, we should be beyond like some of those roles where like you just have a horror film about black people who are people who are just doing things that people do in horror films, but because they're black it might have those implications it just feels like it's such a small window of activities that we could do because i'm just like okay we don't hike we don't swim (laughs) but yeah we don't go out in the rural areas 
I mean, Nope was cool because they live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but like, is that? And they trained horses and had yeah. a farm and That's lived a cool. life. And people and scammed. We were open. And- <laughs> people were open to that. But I feel like sometimes people are like, "Well, black people don't do that, so why would that even be a thing?" Or that wouldn't happen because I wouldn't be there. And I'm just like, "Well, let the movie be the movie. Like, open your heart. <laughs> open your heart to a new experience." <laughs> And like, even though, like, I liked Get Out for what it was, it showed what it's like to be a black person. Like, that is a black experience. Like, that is something that is yeah. lived in every fucking day, every I single don't second see it of every day. people's life, every single day of everyone's life. That is what being black is like. But we can't just stay here in horror like please i'm tired get out can't be it we have to move past get out and this book loves get out (laughs) and i feel like (laughs) loves i feel like we kind of are and i feel like jordan peele kind of realizes like he can't stay and get out because he did nope I think a lot of people are talking for Jordan Peele beyond what Jordan Peele is talking about. Because like I said, when I forgot, somebody asked us about some theory that that OJ was dead in the, in get, uh, get out, in Nope. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I feel like Jordan would tell us <laughs> he was, I don't think it's any sort of hidden meaning, hidden codes. I think he's telling you exactly. And I feel like maybe one day, he's not going to ever say it, but I was like, maybe he's tired of y'all. <laughs> maybe he's a little tired of y'all. Maybe, and and it, I think, I was gonna, like, I think Nope is just like the next phase of people being people mm. in horror. And I just want to move in that direction. Like, yeah. let's let's move that way where you just show a everyday life of a black person. Yeah, but not everyday life with like white people. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> just move out. Let's move that way. Something else. Even I if you just... got a weirdo who's eating okay. like buying your horses and beating them to aliens like <laughs> let's just Steven you'll always be famous let's just move in that direction and that's what I'm hoping for that's what I hope comes from for like we've moved so far mm. from the 60s like I love Ben is one of my absolute favorite characters in horror and if you've never seen this movie you should watch it it's actually available on wikipedia you could just play it from wikipedia's browser (laughs) because um romero didn't trademark it so he does not have rights to his he did not have rights to his film and that's also how he became famous off of it Mm -hmm. so you could watch night of the living dead pretty much anywhere yeah and you should pretty quick Mm-hmm. I forget, like an hour and something. It's very quick it's, to watch. It's scary. Like, it's scary even for now. Hmm. And it's scary for like the 60s too, because people was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Because that the whole thing, I forget too. They talk about this, like how voodoo used to be 
the thing that was connected to zombies because like in Haitian voodoo, I believe that's like a kind of like a, a thing. I don't know if it's a myth. I don't know, you know, but white people have taken it to an extreme. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they transplanted these ideas and all that and yeah and so uh with Nia Living Dead it switched it up because it didn't have to do with any sort of voodoo or anything like that it was just like you don't know what happens which is scarier than anything because <laughs> at least like you know when you know when it's coming from maybe it's not as scary I can't say that for the last of us it's made me have an anxiety attack so I don't watch the show anymore <laughs> You can't be eating cakes and shit because you nope, don't get zombieisms. There was mold on my bread yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm going to fucking lose it." I was. I, if I see mold, if I see any, it terrifies. No, so usually knowledge is power. Where you know, at least you know where it came from, then you know how to like stop it. But if you don't know where the zombies came from. <laughs> Like in The Walking Dead, you don't know where the zombies came from. It's just be like, girl, we all gonna turn into zombies one day. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So um, that kind of was like a groundbreaking thing because it, it, you know, I mean, we still they still show voodoo in movies, and they should they show voodoo in this movie that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's girl, stop playing. That's that's my. They did the cuts, and I was like, y'all fucking stop was that the cut the cuts in the real thing because that i oh i was like damn somebody had no budget <laughs> they were like it, it was like a dvd extra like it is like the dvd don't bootleg music and i was like please stop playing yeah i was like tubi did you really did you really uh <laughs> is this was this meant from the dvd or did you actually get the rights to <laughs> to air this on your on your streaming channel i don't know so Basically, um, those are like my pros and qualms um, with this book. I would recommend it just for, um, I would say, I don't know, like knowledge purposes, like references to movies, because um, even though I knew a lot about most of these, I didn't know about some of these. That Angel Heart shit sounds crazy. Um, (laughs) Have you seen that? I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, I watched it like the other month. Well, so um, <laughs> I I think it's good for that reason because um, you can go through here and and pr- pretty much pick a movie from any decade um, for the last like five decades and have something interesting to. I mean, it might not be good. <laughs> Some of these are tragically awful sounding <laughs> in a way that like <laughs> why <laughs> what was the movie it's called butt crack uh yeah i mean and but honestly when that you sounds like a short that it's like let me dial in let me see what this is about see Brittany loves shit like that and i'm like it's like oh no <laughs> that's for somebody else <laughs> and i think um I think in this book too, the, the the one that sounds least enthusiastic is the black comedy and horror because they're all they all sound bad, they all sound yeah. awful except for like no scary movie was okay but then there's some things in there that I'm like no yeah that <laughs> that one. hasn't aged well yeah yeah so that wasn't yeah um I didn't know that Mike Epps was in Resident Evil. Yeah, I also rewatched that series a little while ago. 
And I was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah. The Umbrella Corp. Yeah. They <laughs> locked that building down. It was like, mm. Isn't that basically what happens? Every movie is like they're in some damn <laughs> facility and then they get trapped up in there. And then uh, Mila Jolovich has to come she in. She was like, we got to get out. Is that Mila? <laughs> is that Mila or is that somebody else? Yeah, she's. Mila is Resident Evil. The okay. other lady is Underworld, which I need Und- to watch that series next. Yeah, Underworld. Who am I? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely thinking of of Resident Evil. I know there was something on Netflix that they swiftly chopped <laughs> after they aired it. So uh, there's plenty of Resident Evil to go around. So yeah, I would recommend this, even if I have some like issues with it, doesn't make it um a good text maybe one day i will watch horror noir we will see about that um so yeah this is great thank you simon and schuster i feel like i'm on reading rainbow holding my book up can you see that (laughs) do the the makeup hand yeah Yeah, you can't i don't know why you can't see it but you know i feel this is a lifelong dream to be one of those little children talking about the books that they liked yeah yeah, I, I I would recommend it. You need it for your horror library. It will help you build out your watch list. You know, go back and see what movies you may have missed. Um, where you're, you know, in the past, also in the future, all those random movies you see on Hulu that you might <laughs> not have watched. It also gets into horror series like um those um Bloomhouse films also like uh, those series that they had on hulu um like welcome to bloom house and then those horror series that they had um where they did like a monthly release that those movies that they had were really good i've watched all of them so yeah yeah i think um which one do they talk about um Uh I know they talked about Pure and Crawlers. It's on, it's on like another ones. series he has on Amazon too, I believe. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and then speaking of Amazon series, they talked about them. And I was like, oh, girl, <laughs> shut that one down. Close the book, toss it to the side. <laughs> Everything I've heard about them is cursed content. So that will no, never be viewed by me. <laughs> Not for me, it's no, 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 no. We, like, yeah, no. no, thank you, but yeah, thank you again for sending us this. If you want us to uh review another book, we would love to. It was a very fun time. Yeah. Um, yeah. support reading, <laughs> support media literacy <laughs> in these dark times. Um, okay, so I guess we should talk about the movie. I don't feel like we're gonna go very deep into this because there's not a lot to go. No, it's very simple. Oh, child, it's simple. This is from 2005. Oh, it is an Irish movie. Don't from do Ireland. it. Don't do it. Um, I can't do this one. No. I can't. I'm glad no. you can't. I'm glad I can't you do can't. this one. I sound like the um, no. I can't do it. I really can't do it. Whatever <laughs> reference you were gonna make, I just don't. <laughs> Let's not. So, <laughs> this is an Irish movie. Oh God, I can't. I was about to. I can't. No. Um, no. No. We're not. It's from 2005, so everything about it is 2005. Yeah. Um, it is terrible in the way that it talks about women. Oh I my God! I was not expecting not that. <laughs> it's not it put like some more gray hair in my head. I was like, 
they was letting these adult kids talk about women like this what the oh my gosh have you ever watched the in-betweeners oh yeah that's what this reminded me of but like this would be a maybe three four years before the in-betweeners i believe and that's what this reminded me of just like this is more like lovelorn, but then at the same time, when things didn't go well, then they started popping off at the mouth. And I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but this seems like this seems worse than the in-betweeners because at least you would like, like, at least you would laugh. But like, like Wait, say that again. Look, the Zoom can't hear you. Oh, oh yeah. You like I like you would laugh at the one with the like shaggy hair. Yes, Jay, the worst one of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like the shaggy hair one. But like, I I enjoy the in-betweeners. I'm actually really sad I have not been able to watch it in several months because it's I don't know where it is and in, in the streaming universe now. It's not anywhere I can find it, honestly. But um yeah, I <laughs> I Something about it though was kind of like fun nostalgic because I was like, oh, I remember when people used to dress like that and there was mm-hmm. nothing else really taking our attention because <laughs> I don't think MySpace, MySpace was a thing, but it wasn't like, like how like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are a thing. It was like, it was fun. It was causing fights, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, all of the entire world like hung on like if you couldn't I don't know how social media is now there's so much currency it wasn't like a thing really like that back then it was just fun it was fun it wasn't life-threatening <laughs> you had your top eight sometimes you could get a code to have a top 16 oh yeah and you would put your friends and whatnot and you, in there you could you move them great the yeah. pages if you design stuff you can Zangus. have a song on there so you could put like cupid's chokehold on there if you oh my god to. oh my god i think that might have been one of mine oh man what a what a time what a time yeah if you moved your top eight um somebody would want to fight you i've i've yeah. heard plenty of that um somebody pissed you off you move them off your top eight um, I think at one point I just had like three people because I was like, whatever, I don't need eight people <laughs> here. I wasn't even supposed to have a MySpace. I got in huge trouble for having a MySpace because Wiz Khalifa would definitely be in your top 16 because he befriended everybody. I never friended Wiz Khalifa. I don't even know if I knew who that was. I must have known who that was. I don't know. Yeah. That's how Wiz Khalifa got famous, guys. Like, really? I remember yeah. Wiz Khalifa from uh tumblr because whoever that was that cushion blunts <laughs> or cushion sneakers i don't know cushion wisdom cushion wisdom i feel like they used to post pictures with like those stupid ass quotes with like Wiz Khalifa as the background and i was like oh like, who is this <laughs> um this movie is this movie feels like somebody kind of shot the movie and then was like, eh, let's put that away. Or they wrote the movie and they're like, eh, let's put that away. And then they were like, oh shit, we need to like, you know, like a couple years later, they like dug it up out of nowhere. And they're like, let's, let's, let's shoot this one. Let's, 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 let's put, cause there's so many parts of this thing that do not make sense. <laughs> He's like, okay, Samantha Mumba. I love her. Yeah. That's, that's the reason why I picture. watched it. Cause I was uh, like, okay, yeah. girl. So for nobody listening, um, Samantha Mumba, 
Okay. <laughs> That's not nice. Um, <laughs> She's a mother. Samantha Mumba was, is, was? Is probably was. Samantha I think she Mumba, has still, I think she recently put out something um, like three years ago, maybe. But she's also a mom. Like, she's married. She doesn't really have to do all that, I don't think. But uh Okay. She she was a, like a pop star. Um she released the album in two thousand called I'm Gotta looking, Tell You. I'm looking at her Instagram right now and she's on the set of something called okay. Harry Wild. I don't know what that is, but it was from January 9th. So she's still acting. She just recently okay. turned 40. Ooh, that makes oh me feel God. old. That makes me feel so old. <laughs> So she's still doing stuff. She had top 10 hits in the yeah, UK and like, Ireland. She wasn't no, she not was no like nobody. She was like a little pop star that they like sent over to America through TRL. And it was like real cute when like you like a preteen, teen watching TRL. And it's like, okay, they got black people in Ireland. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us that knew that before. Samantha was like, everybody over here is like first- experience we're like oh shit we everywhere <laughs> like yeah so okay like i'm sorry guys it's like when you see mel b and it's like and it's like that yeah. it's like oh my god it was like that kind of moment also you we were, were young when you saw mel b now we know there are black people everywhere yes. pretty much and if they're not yeah. If they're not in the guidebook, it's because the country doesn't want you to know that there's black people there. But I guarantee you there's probably a black person somewhere, <laughs> someplace. Uh, yeah, that was, I feel like she was on the Disney Channel too. Cause I didn't really yeah, watch her. She Yaro. did the little wonk with the wonk. She had one of them Disney Channel concerts. So that's how I knew her. Cause I don't think I watched TRL when she was like popping. I don't think I watched TRL. I think her concert might've been with 98 Degrees. Give me just one night. Ooh, Ooh, no <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, like third string ass fucking boy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the D League. Sorry, dog. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but like that's what made me want to watch this film. Cause I was like watching flicks at 1 a.m. and I was like, Samantha Mamba, <laughs> So she's in another horror movie apparently called Home or something similar to that. Um, it was actually in the book where I think it's her and she's a lesbian and they buy like a old creepy haunted house apparently. Oh, wait. Okay, I might have to add this to my list because this guy had that Langing camp. Okay, girl. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's actually on Tubi. What do you know? Okay, got to add it to Tubi watch Yeah, this is um I don't recognize any of these people besides Samantha Mamba. But Heather Langenkamp is the OG OG. She was in um Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Oh no, she doesn't She, she Nancy she does look very familiar. Okay. I um I have never heard of this movie home, but it's available on the Two Bias. If anybody's interested, it's from 2016. I'm 
believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Samantha Mamba, I feel like when we were paging through the book, trying to pick a movie to watch with this review, we were like, what's up? <laughs> Let's pick that. This is the other thing I was thinking, because when they say black horror, and I'm just like, I guess it just means any old black person in a movie, like in a horror movie, because they're she's the only one. <laughs> Yeah, and this entire movie, (laughs) poor girl. (laughs) Yeah, and they kind of mentioned that in the the book. They were like, "She is the only black person in this movie." Did they mention it? Because I didn't realize that. So I pushed play. In the movie, in the book, they're like, (laughs) "She's the only black person in this movie," and they were like, "It's kind of representative of like." how white Ireland is. Yes, that's, yes, that that does make sense. Now that is ringing a bell. That does. Yeah, where was Ruth Naga, girl? She was, she had to be 25 when this movie came out. (laughs) Y'all come give her a call. So this film, yikes, is about (laughs) a group of high schoolers at a Catholic school? Probably. At a private school. I I don't even know if it has to be private a lot of I think it's schools Catholic. a lot of schools over there um on both aisles the irish and the, the other one <laughs> they um they all wear uniforms like that not all of them but yeah. i feel like most of them because every piece of media i've ever seen they're all wearing uniforms yeah i was i was trying to i think i think it's just a private school because i don't think they mentioned church or God in the school. Um, I don't know. I don't even honestly think it matters. <laughs> no. They were like, so they go to a private school. Um, you have a group of friends. They're one is named Nathan. Three more, I don't know their names. Um, one was named G- Giggs or something. He's on a show right now with pirates. Um that I have lost track of the name of. And I don't know the other one. I think he still acts, but I don't even remember what his character's name was to be on. We're like, having problems today. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was like Diggs, Nathan, um, Henry. Sure. And so they're a group of friends and their best friend is Jessica, who is Samantha Mumba. So I probably will call her Samantha Mumba. But her character's name is Jessica. Yeah, but we're talking um, about Samantha Mumba. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nathan has a huge crush on Jessica, um, who is his best friend forever. Um, mm-hmm. And he wants to tell her how he feels, um, but he also doesn't know how to do that. Um, and... It's just a bunch of miscommunication between them as friends. Like they keep having conversation where one misinterprets what the other one is saying and they keep getting their feelings hurt and just not having good communication as people and friends. And one night there is an accident and we'll get into depth on that accident and Nathan turns into a zombie and then he unleashes zombies on the city and then they have to fix that particular situation and that is the gist of the entire movie yeah um okay so i want to i want to go back and say that the actor who plays gigs is 
um, a pirate on black sails, which I feel like my mom watches that. Or if oh, I that's on stars. Okay, yeah, he's um, they keep playing was in his docu or in his biography, and I'm like, did he pass away? He's alive. I don't know why they keep. I don't know why that keeps happening. So, um, yeah, he. I think he was also on vikings so he's on black sales and vikings so if y'all are, that's also all stars if you're into that kind of uh historical drama some action i don't know what genre that would be <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing uh you can see that uh he he plays kind of a dopey kid in this one i don't you know it's not a star making turn <laughs> <laughs> not really and the kid who plays nathan i don't usually comment on stuff like this because i just like it's 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 acting you know doesn't matter but like all these he looks so much older than everybody else for the longest time i thought it was aiden it does kind of look like Turner. aiden yeah it does look like aiden turner i can see I was like, it doesn't turner look like that he, he doesn't look very much like aiden turner anymore i like googled him uh kind of like who is this i've never seen this person before because he's like a british actor and usually i know all of them but i have never seen this person before um david leon so i mean i must have actually seen him because i've seen rock and roller and he's in that one, but I don't <laughs> recognize him. But he looks so much older than everybody in this movie looks older than they actually probably should have been. <laughs> I know they were, you know, with stuff like this, you can't just be casting teenagers because labor laws, people got to be tutored on set. That costs money. It's going to take the production from two weeks to two months because this is definitely a two week production for sure. <laughs> This is mm-hmm. not a long, long-term production at all. And um, just everybody looked a little bit in their 30s. Not Samantha, but everybody else. Yeah. You Except know. for one person kind of noticeably in the background. Who? Um, what's his name? Gleason. Oh, oh, um, yeah, he is in this movie. Donald Gleason is in this movie. And I don't know when I, I didn't see him. <laughs> I only saw they, his name when in the he credits. got his little, his little zombie powers. He bopped in a door while he was on the toilet. And he was oh. the little, the student with the like shaggy red hair who was that talking was about suicide. He looked, oh my God. He looked completely different. Wow, that's crazy. That means that I'm sure now on Letterboxd, I've probably seen every single movie he's ever been in. Probably. This is, it's not even on purpose. Now the, the, the prophecy is complete the circle has been closed <laughs> mm-hmm. um we have to talk about uh his mother because that's the whole callus for this whole situation is his mother his mother's a painter yes, or some sort she, of church worker yeah, she was she on restores, sto- it looks like she restores churches or art yeah. maybe or stained glass windows. She was working on something in the church. <laughs> she was up there on some scaffolding, and I was like, "Okay, go get it, put in work." And then she somehow ends up in the basement of the church, which is like all creepy and scary. And then <laughs> she, she was not this... minding her business. I forgot why she even ended up down there because it was like hidden behind a bookshelf, like the doorway was hidden behind some bookshelf. And um, she goes down there, and there's some sad little book. <laughs> 
One thing that this book does not mention is how people be going and doing voodoo via the internet and on and on makeshift books. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. This don't even look like this don't look like age appropriate for the book to be a, a book of voodoo. <laughs> it looks like uh, I was like, crafting what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's just like the book and some snakes. Yeah, why are there like, snakes down there? I'm like, not familiar oh, no. with I'm not familiar with Catholicism like that, so I don't really know um uh, some of the deeper things. Um but why is there a snake just hanging out? Nobody's worried. Like, yeah, and I was like, You're gonna bother? Like you're gonna bother that? <laughs> I don't even know. She kind of was just like, I don't even know if she really she noticed it, but she didn't really <laughs> have the appropriate response or I would have if I saw like a hissing snake just looking a little oh, pissed yeah, off. Shit. Like, this is your house. I will leave. <laughs> and the, what the priest said something about it was like uh like there were missionaries that were killed or something like that. Yeah. And they brought them back from the dead. But that's all he tells them. Like that's all he tells yeah. her. He's he like about the eaten. She's like, and the book was corrupted, and it's like, all right. Hmm. But also, why are you doing voodoo? <laughs> why is yeah. there voodoo in here? You would that would not be happening. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And uh, so the big thing is when. He goes to tell Samantha Mamba that he has a giant old crush on her. But then he sees her. It's like a, I don't say a comedy of errors, but it's just like some situations that weren't explained that needed to be like just a tad bit more explained. And then you would have gotten the wrong idea and done this to yourself. So he sees her in the car with another guy. Even though she, did she have a boyfriend? No, she doesn't have a boyfriend. But it was something about. It was. The thing was, like, she was going to tell Nathan that she liked him. Nathan was, he was supposed going to meet to tell- up with him at the little shack, the little clubhouse shack thing. And he had written, he wrote, he wrote some stuff about like how much he liked her. But then she never came because her dad don't like Nathan and his friends. And basically was like, stay in your room. Don't leave the house. She sneaks out. They miss each other like ships in the night. So she sees the note. And she's walking in the rain, I guess, to go home. And then that creepy dude stops her. And then she gets yeah. in the car. And then Nathan sees her in the car, thinks that she's giving the dude head because the dude just be at school in his fancy car with girls giving him head in the parking lot. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so- I was like, this is, I was like, this is the kind of film this is? I don't <laughs> recall. I was about to text you. It was so late last, well, or not last night, but whenever I watched it, I was about to say, Brittany, what you got me watching? <laughs> I was like, I do not recall this Why, Why from 20 years ago. Girl, I don't even think they did that shit on in between us. <laughs> It was, it was a lot. A lot was happening. And so Nathan's heartbroken, not because that she's dating, you know, presumably dating somebody else, but because she's a huge slut. That's what he yeah. says to her later after everything happens. You slut. 
the next day the guy is like bragging that something happened with her in the, not, the car but and that's he overhears your, it that's your friend so the first thing you should have done is defend her on her it's like or hey don't talk her. about my friend but about her you if you if that's your best friend and you know that's out of character for her then why would you go believe some random dude that you don't even like and he don't like you yeah, y'all not boys for real. Y'all not boys at all. And you know her better than that. And you should have defended her honor. You should beat him up with your zombie powers. But you stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he like, hey, first of all, fuck you. And then punch him in the face. <laughs> exactly. That could have solved everything. And you didn't even have to ask her. You could have been like, if you did have to ask her, you could have been like, hey, so I saw you with, I don't know what his name is. So like y'all going together or what? And he called her a goddamn slut. <laughs> he did like Jimmy did Ashley on Degrassi. <laughs> he was like, fuck you, you slut. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, that was some acting. I mean, it wasn't acting on Jimmy's part. He's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, Ashley. You're a slut. I don't even know what she did other than... She well, just she- took like drugs, and the drugs might have been like too Benadryl. And was she like drinking she, too or something and kind of wilding out? And she was just like dancing or some shit. And he like, Ashley, you're split. <laughs> Jimmy turned into Drake and put all that energy into his music. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure one of them songs is about literally Megan, like Melissa McIntyre. Sir, that's unimpressive. That's this is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Like one of them songs is literally about the Degrassi folks. So And they were in his video, one of his videos. Mm-hmm. They still I mean, I don't know. I forgot who else was in it. But I mean Ellie. some of them like him. Ellie and uh, did they date on that Andrew? show? Not on the know. show, but did they date in real life? Like him and Ashley? I don't know. Cause why would you girl, Drake, I don't the psyche of Drake. <laughs> That's a quagmire that I don't even want to get involved in. Um, but yeah, the the the, the slut shaming was weird because I was like, you don't. Why would you? You know that girl. She don't do stuff like that. And even if she did, that's none of your business. Like if you had told her how you felt, you could have, you know, you could have circumvented all of this mess. But because he's so heartbroken because she's such a hoe, um, he goes back home and he pulls out some whiskey from under his bed. <laughs> And it's not funny. <laughs> Brittany's making faces, but it's not funny. And uh, he, like, I don't know why this escalated. Like, again, it have escalated I, I, do, I don't know why this escalated. But I, again, I do know why this will escalate because teenagers. But he didn't get a no. He didn't get a definitive no. She just said, what the fuck your problem? And then... I think the slut thing was after the whole transformation. So this is just him being like, oh my God, I saw her in this guy's car. Oh, how could she do this to me? Like he didn't even know she had read the note. Yeah. He didn't know any of that. So he's just trying, he's just, he's tripping. So anyway, he goes and um, he gets wasted on like, I don't know, a little thimble of vodka or a thimble of whiskey or whatever. And then he, this is also creepy. Why does he have a a bear on a noose in his room? Like, I know you're a teenage boy, but that's when we got to intervene. Like again, teenagers, teenagers. Also, they kept talking about suicide in that classroom. 
were they really i know one of the students told the other one to kill himself and i was like oh shit okay <laughs> like because they was like what does ireland or what does being irish oh, mean to you yeah and then like they kept like mentioning it and i was like yeah the teacher I, I feel like teacher should have like said hey that's inappropriate talk for what we're talking about now we just talking about being irish maybe that's so, the joke is how horrid how horrible it is to be irish this is a this is a um this is a cultural thing <laughs> i was like this is a cultural blind spot yeah, yeah. it might be yeah if y'all if y'all if y'all irish <laughs> sound off in the chat <laughs> I feel like Irish people are very proud people, so I don't think that I don't know. Just giving they, they like that was like the the that classroom discussion because like Bernard was talking about some shit, and I was like, Bernard, you all right? Because which one was Bernard? Is that the one that looked like a really old older he, student? He was like the redhead. That was um, oh, that was Donal. Mm-hmm. I need to. And I don't want to rewatch this, but I want to see it. Like it was like the beginning. I was like, that's not appropriate classroom conversations. Yeah. Um, and the teacher was just like struggling to get control of the classroom. I'm like, not to like, conflate, not to conflate the two. But I do remember when I was watching Train Spotting and and Ian uh Ewan McGregor was like, it fucking sucks being Scottish. <laughs> I was like, damn, is it that bad? <laughs> are things that bad so i don't know maybe there's like some sort of <laughs> something we're not we're not seeing it's the british fault but <laughs> hey that, that's probably it <laughs> that's probably it but yeah i feel like it's a cultural blind spot um some students, especially when the mama said i didn't know you were suicidal yeah like, man have you been in your baby's room lately I don't mm. yeah. check on that. So he goes and he pulls this teddy bear off his little noose and puts the noose on himself. And then he's like sitting on this chair and he's like, yeah, maybe I won't do it. And uh, it's too late for him because his mama comes barging in the room and he's because he's like listening to like Papa yeah. Roach or some shit. His his music is on way too loud. And she's like, please turn that off. And then he's not responding. So she goes up there and busts the door open. And then he gets knocked over and, and is hung. And I thought that was crazy because I was like, it was like 30 seconds. Like you could have helped him. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Unless it was so aggressive that it, it wasn't, you couldn't recover. But yeah, the pacing of this movie is very odd. <laughs> Yeah, I also forgot about that for a second, and then I remember that this happened in this film. I was like, "Oh, I forgot this is how he became a zombie." Yeah, I will put a trigger that, warning at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, trigger warning, y'all, because it's too late now. Why? Sorry, <laughs> you gotta put the trigger warnings in the beginning of the episode, Brittany. Yeah, unfortunately, I will. I will add that. Um. Yeah, so the cuts that we mentioned earlier, I mean, I guess, did she bring the book home? Did she set up an altar herself? I don't know how she did it. She didn't bring him down there. No, she but brought that home with her. Yeah, she, she ran down to the church, stolen. got the little book, um, probably some candles and some other, some other stuff, and brought her baby back to life and didn't think nothing of it. Like, that would have grand implications of for life and death like you just can't play with life and death like that bro you know 
I mean, that's her baby, but shit. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? He's like, I don't remember anything, but you know, my throat's just dry. And she gives him some water and sends his ass off to school. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't be late for homeroom. Nope. Go get your education. And uh, it's just the typical stuff. Like people are flirting with him. There's some girl who keeps flirting with him. And I guess he finally flirts with him back or flirts with the girl back after not flirting with her because, um, you know, his loyalties to Samantha Mamba. And then he calls Samantha Mamba a slut. And um, she's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and um i don't know i i mean there's some other stuff that happens mainly the big thing is that there's a school dance that night and they all go and um also nathan doesn't have a pulse we find that out in health class no one asks yeah. any further about that <laughs> no Diggs is just like hmm. curious that's quite yeah, interesting keep it moving like don't nobody <laughs> say nothing like <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> it's like nothing happening. No. Like nothing's... also like you cold, but like Yeah. They don't ask no kind of Edward Cullen questions over there. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so they have the little the school dance. Um Everybody's there. One of the bullies. I don't even know what the bully's name is. Uh, Pee Wee. He kind of looks like one of the uh, Draco's friends from Harry Potter, but I think this was a different person entirely. <laughs> and I think at one point the guy puts a cigarette out on Nathan's hand, and Nathan doesn't react because he's too busy looking elsewhere. I don't know at Samantha Mumba at somebody, and they're all kind of like, "What the hell." Um, and I think the doesn't he like he finally goes out with that girl Nathan goes out with that blonde girl because she like wants to flirt with him she's been flirting with him and then they start making out and she's like so nothing's happening down there <laughs> oh yeah thought this would like are you into girls at all like what's what's happening with with the situation and he's kind of like you know leave me alone or whatever and i guess kind of runs away and he gets caught up with the bully because that's actually the bully's girlfriend like on and off girlfriend and he chomps into that bully's face <laughs> which at first i was like damn do they not have a budget for special effects because they didn't really show it but then i guess they kind of show it later Everybody has really clean mouths, though. Did you notice how the zombies are very... That has great dental hygiene. Like, everybody's teeth were so white. Yeah. <laughs> they need a little bit more... Like, the Greg Nicotero special, you know, with the goop coming out. Yeah, but, you know, we well, can only do so much for $2 at Party City. It was bad, dude. Because they would have blood on them, but then it was just like, just a little trickle. I was like, you eat people. You or like face first into somebody's organs. Put a little blue under the eye. <laughs> I think the best special effects work was probably all the veins they had on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Nathan is like patient zero or whatever. And the bully is really the one that starts spreading the the zombie vacation 
<laughs> around because um I, I don't understand why this didn't happen, but Nathan never really turns. He's a magical boy. Girl, what was that? <laughs> I was like, he's not gonna turn. Yeah. This ain't gonna be like warm bodies. Oh, I forgot about that movie. I wanted to watch it to, you know, supplement my um my research. But I think it's like on Peacock or something. I don't know. Oh. Oh yeah, I know. You have you could have brought my DVD. <laughs> Overnight that shit. <laughs> I didn't even see warm bodies because I'm I'm not a zombie person, to be quite honest. I don't like biting. I don't like a lot of that all that around the mouth it just makes me quite upset <laughs> mm. also if, if we were in the situation where the zombies are like now where they run like i would be out of there oh i can't run so i'd be like let me hide like don't don't give me zombie now <laughs> not even hiding girl just end it don't even we're not doing this <laughs> i will not be participating yeah. Zombie, nah. <laughs> don't the zombies in the last of us run i think yes, they, they do. do and they like all that noise like this... and they run and they look like boils um yeah the fungi be taking over yeah should be having have me having the shakes <laughs> i watched the first two episodes and i was like you know what i won't be i don't know about this <laughs> Yeah, a big a big boy came out on the latest episode. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. There's nothing good like that in this movie. No. Um, I feel like it's just like people kind of figuring out. They take forever to figure out those zombies. And then once they do figure it out, I guess they realize it's Nathan. And his mother god bless his mother <laughs> she's like oh bt dubs i raised you, you back from the dead. last night yeah i brought you back from the dead and this whole yeah. thing happens over what like two nights i think yeah two or three nights he should have been turned he never turns no no he almost almost he gets there but he's like you know it it holds itself at bay so you can figure out the mystery and help samantha mamba <laughs> to safety yeah <laughs> the weirdest thing like a couple weird things happen like samantha mamba's dad hit on her uh classmates is that what happened at a I bar yeah oh that's who that was i was that wondering what happened to her dad was like her daddy I forgot that was her. I was like, who is this man? Yeah, that was... Ugh. Also, her dad's white. She ain't got no mom. Yeah, she, her, yeah she's biracial. Like, well, she is in real life. life. But her um, dad was black. Her dad was from Zambia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why they couldn't have a... I mean, I understand the oppressive parent that won't let the daughter out the house. I get that whole trope, but... No pictures of the mom, like <laughs> nothing. She's the only black person for miles and miles and miles. ain't another black people at school. Like, yeah, help it, that girl. Yeah, she she's she's alone, and her friends are shitty. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have any girlfriends either. Nope. 
Eh. Yeah, she's she's out here just by herself. Yeah, yeah. Also, the 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 guy that she's in the car with, he doesn't he like have sex with this girl, and then she finds like her sister's underwear in her clothes in her yeah. in his car, and she's like, this sister's like fourteen. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, we were doing a lot in two thousand five. I was like, uh, what a time to be an adolescent. Wow. I was like, this is not good. No, because what are you, like, 17, 18? Because, like, no, no, no. Gross. And the sister ends up eating him anyway. Yeah, the sister does kill him. Which, yeah. good for her. He deserves it. Yeah. Shout out to you, girl. Uh, get your justice in this life or the next. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Gross. Um, I don't really remember what happens with, like, Samantha, she's gone for most of the movie like after shit starts going left until I think he finds her and he's like you need to get home because it's not safe and she's kind of like what? She, she's hiding like they were like Samantha Mumba you need to hide in your house we called you on our Nokia phone that only plays Snape yeah yeah uh, Samantha Mumba is at her house and I feel like they all kind of convene, like everybody kind of meets up. Like her house is like the final location because she's got like a big ass fucking house. Um, And I don't know, we got the girl, the blonde girl. We got what Henry and Giggs who narrowly escape being eaten at like a, like a blockbuster type situation. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I guess, Nathan has been running around trying to figure out something. His mom decides to go to the church. And uh, after she is attacked by the priest, she realizes that the snake in the crypt of the church is the antidote. Like the venom is the antidote. Girl, because the snake <laughs> bit the priest while the priest was attacking her. And she yeah, was like, she, threw the, she threw the snake at the priest. I guess she went back. To, this is also funny because I think we skipped this part but like when she was like oh shit I brought my son back from the dead and shit's all fucked up and then the priest told her that like that he fills out the rest of the story which is like they brought these these missionaries back to life but then they started wanting human flesh of course and um, so she didn't when she did the ritual I guess she didn't look at the very end of the book where the page was torn out you know you gotta go from cover to cover like <laughs> at least I, oh like, the recipe when i'm doing something i've never done before i like to read the whole thing and then i do it you gotta read the recipe like, before you start before you pull out those make sure i have all the ingredients yeah so, like, if before- I, I have the body i have the snake yeah. i have the you know the some blood you yeah. know some blood some feathers i don't know <laughs> And then she went online to go figure out what else she had done. Cause I guess she didn't even realize that she had turned him into a zombie. Like she just was like, Oh, I just brought my baby back to life. And so she goes on some little website. That shit was on Netscape. Ah, <laughs> GeoCities. Oh, I used to love building me a GeoCity website. Oh, uh, shout out to you, Yahoo, for all the budding coders and um amateur website makers out there. And Angel Fire, I love yep. building websites there. Yep, Angel Fire still exists. Who, who I wonder if my sites are up? I have I... no idea. Be careful out there; it's probably unstable. But <laughs> it's more stable than Twitter. 
Uh, sure is, because I went on Twitter today and I couldn't see shit. <laughs> couldn't see my timeline at all. I said, let's get started. I'm like, I've been started. <laughs> started, started this shit years ago. What happened? Um, so, so, okay. His mom finds the antidote. They've all convened at Samantha Mumba's house with the horde of zombies that has followed them, including the bully who never seems to die. He is like, he's powerful. He's impervious to everything they throw at him. <laughs> he stabs him in the eye and it's still not enough. They also, killed I, him like four times. No, they really did. Cause I was like, okay, he's dead. No, wait, no, he's back. <laughs> no, okay. I was like, okay, the eye stabbing that, that should go into the brain. Like that should be enough. And that was not enough. Like. Mm. Come on. And then I love the teacher, the teacher who cussed out the girl because I guess the the teacher was nice to the blonde chick and the blonde chick was like, <laughs> you're fucking annoying or some shit like that. It was very rude. And she then, was like, yeah, you're like my grandma. You talk too fucking much. Spare her. Yeah. Yeah. Very nasty. I was like, damn. Very nasty. You don't like your Mima like that? These children. These children. Mima didn't didn't ask for that. And she wasn't there to defend herself either. But her teacher goes riding by on her little scooter. And she's like, Miss, what's her name? I don't know what her name was. She's like, Miss, what's her name? Help, help me. You know, they're after me. Can't... And the lady was like, two fingers. <laughs> she like gave her the finger. Basically, and yeah. See, I thought, me personally, she deserved to be able to scoot off into the sunset because yeah. she didn't deserve that disrespect of saying fuck you. No, from... it was very disrespectful and very rude. Yeah, because that was just nasty. So nasty and so rude. <laughs> but, but the lady. No, did... she hit a corner. <laughs> nope, she caught a hot one and went flying into the bushes. And then I feel like somebody came up and ate her. Yeah, they did. And the girl stole the scooter and left. Sure did steal that scooter on nasty child. <laughs> I mean, she gets eaten later, which I thought was crazy because I was like, y'all could have helped her. Like, it was like one of the zombies smashed through the stables because Samantha Mumba is so rich that she got stables at her house. She got horses. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the zombies like grabs the the blonde chick through the door or whatever. And I was like, y'all could have grabbed her, but y'all didn't want to. No, she was treating everybody like shit, though. She so. was nasty. She didn't know anybody's name. I don't know her name, so that's retribution. <laughs> they let her go, and there's a bunch of other stuff that happens. Nathan is about to turn. Samantha Mumpa's mowing everybody down with, like, a tractor. I don't know where the tractor came from. Uh, big farm. You know, whatever. It and... doesn't matter. It's just convenient. Yeah, everybody getting chopped up. You can't bring them back because they bits and pieces. Uh, you could have the ones that just have the little mouths, where it's yeah. like just a head, just like like on the they Walking are, Dead. They are done, done. They're just arms and legs. She was like, and I love how she was using the little window wiper to wipe off the blood off the off the off the windshield. And so I like how she's not helpless, even though her friends are terrible. And you would think she'd be a damsel of distress, but no, she takes action. She's not mm. running around screaming. So good for her. Uh, this time about Nathan, and he's, you know, trying not to turn, but 
his veins are almost a hundred percent. He's like almost built up to the top. Yeah, his vein starts at his chest and then starts going all the way up. Usually, I mean, this is what forty-eight hours after the initial zombification. Yeah. Uh huh. The other ones were like ten minutes, five minutes, two minutes. Uh huh. Soon as like, yeah. You Soon know, you get like a little. <laughs> you know, okay, it works for the story, I guess. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And I guess they think that he fall like where they set the thing on fire, right? This the barn or the stable or whatever. They can't get out the barn, so they get the idea to set it to set it on fire. And the mom, for whatever reason, drive the car straight into the barn. And she almost gets set on fire. She gets attacked <laughs> by the zombies. She get out the barn, so she fine. Uh, Nathan is mid zombie, like he's like almost zombie, and he's like fighting with a bell of hay, and they try to set it on fire. So Samantha Mumba's like, "Don't forget who you are." Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> or some shit, or like whatever to try to get him not to turn into a zombie, so they could set the bell of hay on fire, so he could set the barn on fire. So he ends up being able to do that and they set the barn on fire and he like falls off into the fiery barn and they like oh no he did (laughs) (laughs) yeah essentially um and they escape Mm -hmm. and they was like oh shit we gotta pour one out for the homie um nathan because he he did um but turns out he not did he was saved by his hoodie because he get caught up on it. Yeah. So in a reverse of the previous circumstances where he hung himself, now he's just hanging by his hoodie hood and he's fine. And I feel like his mom tossed him the snake or some shit. I don't even know how Oh, the antidote yeah. was administered. <laughs> the snake is like tossed up just try to stop him from turning into a, a zombie before and the snake go through it. The snake get like slapped and tossed aside. And <laughs> the snake go through it. The snake be like, I didn't ask for this shit. I was chilling. The snake has but the snake does list. end up biting him before he jumps off the ledge. So. Okay. That's fine. That works. Um, we don't decide to synthesize any sort of antidote for everybody else, though. So that snake, I'm sure it per- it perished in the fire. Yeah, that that yeah. yeah. They didn't grab it. Uh, you know, <laughs> priorities weren't really on ten. They just said <laughs> toss the poor snake. That snake didn't deserve that at all. Bertha didn't deserve that. So no. um. I guess they're walking away from the house because the whole house is on fire and it's like the two friends and Samantha Mumba and they're walking away and then Nathan appears and they're so happy to see him and then he says something like I have something to ask you and she says the answer is yes and they start making out 
And then the friends were like, what was the question? And I was like, first of all, how do y'all not even know what the question was? Like, y'all would have wanted telling him that he should ask her out from the very beginning and stop being a little bitch and just go ask her. And then why are you doing, like, this? the problem isn't over. <laughs> I'm like, y'all got, I'm pretty sure it's like at least three rogue zombies somewhere off in the cut. Like behind More a trash can. Like, More than that, because they they went, they were like in the city center. Y'all need to go back to that blockbuster. Yeah, they were in that, they were at the little blockbuster. They at, were at the, the bar? T- Yo, daddy at that bar. The bar? Yeah. That bar was full of people. There's people everywhere. Zombied. Yo, daddy a zombie at the bar, dog. If we know how disease has spread, there's probably one of them on a plane to london and then 28 Mm -hmm. days later starts Uh (laughs) cillian got his booty cheeks out just Uh, middle of nowhere yeah oh killian murphy he'll always be famous and that was the most terrifying fucking he's in another horror movie that i forgot they mentioned no i I, say no i know that movie's freaked me out beyond In the same way that the last one freaked me out. <laughs> I just that is scary. it's not even the zombies that are scary. No, it's just everything it's else. The people. <laughs> it's everything else. And then it's just the, the speed of which that the, the the pathogen has devastated the entire world. That's crazy. I mean I mean, yes, we've seen it, <laughs> but not to that extent, obviously, because somehow this shit is is spinning, powered by spit and bubble gum just hanging on <laughs> we're all just hanging on but this is like actual destruction <laughs> uh, yeah. nobody left if i walked around this place and there's nobody left i say oh no 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 i gotta get out of here this ain't right so we haven't we haven't met that sort of end not yet thank god but watch y'all flower <laughs> watch y'all flower watch y'all's cookies y'all bread see i'm about to go gluten-free Biscuits. Mm. Don't make a roux. Back to not eating bread. Yeah, don't make a roux at all because y'all cooked. So I wish I could find the the movie that Killian Murphy was in in this book. And I wish also if if the um, if uh, Doctor Means Coleman and Mark H Harris, if you decide to make another book, uh, please have like a directory or like a an index. That'd be nice. <laughs> Because some people pop up more than once, you know? There's like a section at the back of that's notes, like um, cited works. So if you want to read more into some of the stuff they cite, that's pretty cool. But I wish there was like a, you know, like mm-hmm. a little directory. I mean, that's a lot of extra work. But I wish I could find the the book that, or sorry, the movie that I wanted to see. Because he's like another, they said he was down with the swirl again. <laughs> It's with him and I forgot who it is. Um, some other black woman and some shit's happened. Another pathogen. Huh. huh. Yeah, I don't know what that's from. I didn't think he that must be still earlier in earlier in his career because I don't think he's done a horror movie in a really long time. Since he's been busy with the Peaky Blinders. So that's the end of the movie. Yeah. What a great time. I think we sped through that one in like 45 minutes. Shout out to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's really nothing else to that movie. Um, you can watch it on Tubi. 
Yes, it is available on Tubi and it doesn't look like they'll ever take it down. <laughs> Who's going to take it? Who would uh, take yeah. it? Then, no, nah, it'll be up there for a minute. <laughs> it's such it's a ridiculous movie. Samantha Mama, you look great. Um, shout out to you, girl. Uh, you lived. Yeah. And that's really what we always wanted in a horror movie. Just somebody live. <laughs> Somebody yeah. Like yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Proud of you. Shout out to you, girl. Shout out to you and that um, construction equipment that you mm-hmm. got out of nowhere. Thank you for being resourceful. Love it. Um, that man that they paired you with, though, girl, he crazy. Not in real life, but in the movie. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe that. I can't. I really was surprised by the the misogyny in this movie. Like, yeah. At the time of like the end of the world, yeah, like I feel you like- didn't say yes to me to a question I never asked you, so fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like too that they, I feel like they talked it out some point between, um, I don't know Nathan running around the town and also, um, Samantha Mumba in hiding from being eaten somehow they talked it out i can't remember what the whole conversation was but she was like that's not i would he's like i would have never she says i would have never done that like that's not who i am and he was like no yeah he she was like well why would you even assume that would be something i would do and he was like uh i i have no answer for that really it's crap just i'm just out here like this I'm out this here way. eating people causing problems yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he really ate anybody he only bit that no he did bite somebody yeah he bought he bit two people yeah he, did, he, he, he ate at least one person I think he ate one person and then I think he no so he bit the bully the cheek part the cheek meat and then um he full-on just tackled somebody else after that and I was like okay damn and then I thought it was gonna get worse but he didn't Mm-mm. maybe warm bodies improved upon this whole concept of finding love with someone who has been zombified yeah maybe i will i'm not gonna let you know because i'm i've only watched that movie once i've never seen it Suppress, despite my love for nicholas Holt, it seemed a bit kind of crazy and also again zombies are not something i usually um, willingly watch that's <laughs> just on a tv show which is kind of crazy but i keep my zombie experiences to a very bare minimum if this is your like thing, like if you like zombies, you like romance, Warm Bodies is a, a way to go. I can't tell you what Warm Bodies is about because I literally have not seen that movie in many years despite owning it on DVD. Wow. A DVD I forgot I owned until I looked back and saw it on the show. Wow. Um, but there is a movie from the 90s, like 92. I believe, called My Boyfriend's Back. It's about a (laughs) young man who is injured in a store robbery who comes back from the dead in hopes of getting a date with a girl. And he is technically a zombie. And it stars Kim's white cousin from, sorry, Freddie's white cousin from A Different World. Who is that? I don't know his real name, but he played Andrew on A Different World. Okay, so these are all white people. This is a white movie. That's a white one. Okay, all right. It sounds yeah. chaotic. It's now. from nineteen ninety three. 
Okay. Well, I guess if you like this episode, give this a thumbs up. Give us a rating. Give us some stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can also listen on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. wherever else you get podcasts. Um, shout out to Apple Podcasts for including us in their Black History Month collection. Yes. What a surprise. Yes. Who knew? Very surprised. We're out here. We've been out here, but we out here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to be featured in their pop culture section mm-hmm. next to other Aquarius energy uh, podcasts. Next to Carisha? Yes. I was a surprise. Yeah, I scrolled down a little bit, but I was like, damn, we really next to Carisha? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been back on there in a minute, but um, that was pretty cool. And um, where else can you find us? You can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club for as long as Twitter still exists. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. Uh, you can hit us up on our website, blackgirlfilmclub.com. You can contact us through there or email us at blackgirlfilmclub uh, at gmail.com. We haven't gotten any like fan or listener letters in a while. I don't want to call y'all fans. That's weird. We haven't gotten any listener letters in a while. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on. What's the haps? Are you down for the haze code? Like what's going on out there in the streets? literally don't bring that dark energy i do have an opinion about that really quickly sure so your heart issue with you know wanting to see less sex on tv will eventually lead to wanting to see less black people on tv you know those things are linked together so when asking to see wanting to less sex please look up what the Hayes co entail that means less race mixing, less people of color, less black people. Yeah. So because just go back and look at film history, guys. Sex sex is a moral thing, quote unquote, and also the existence of black people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and once you start taking away one, you will definitely start taking away the other. And also, child, where are y'all seeing these sex scenes? Because I ain't seen Yeah. So just 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 look at Is it in what your imagine- you're asking for are these bots are these plants are these planted by the conservative party <laughs> where are these people seeing all this stuff i ain't seen nothing crazy since i watched interview with the vampire oh yeah that was i and was, was shocked and entertained and that was barely anything girl that was just two asses floating that was just one and literally just one scene in one episode yeah we ain't seen them break each other down since child i don't where, where are y'all seeing these so just be mindful about what you're asking because eventually <laughs> you might see less of that but you might see less reputation representation of yourselves so just Think, think on it. I about to say because if this is if, if anything I learned from this book is everything is, feels very cyclical and very sort of ebb and flow. And I mean, we've been having a lot of ebb, but <laughs> yeah, let's we've been go. having a lot of representation. But they will snatch that shit back. They already started. They've been firing everybody, getting everybody the hell up out their writers' rooms. Um, Discovery is not doing their hostile takeover of HBO Max anymore. So um, maybe some Black-led things will live to to see another day. But they've done, the damage is already done. They done snatched off Love Life. 
that was so beautiful. Not the first season, but like I didn't watch the, the first people season. season. I didn't watch the first season. I don't even. That's fine. That's I don't know what else. that was about. But don't like, know either. Second season. I don't either. So I mean, you know, just don't speak too much of that stuff into existence. I'm not really like woo woo like that, but somebody's out there listening, and we don't want them to get. <laughs> They already got the idea. Y'all just put it into motion. We don't want that shit. Yeah. Just like literally just look at what look at what you're asking for. Yeah. Like you're asking for one thing, but that one thing can tell a lot. So very just think about it. I'm baffled to where y'all are finding this obvious, but especially in you. Okay. We're gonna have to talk about that off. (laughs) Somebody invite us to talk about you. I haven't watched it yet, but invite me before my Netflix get cut off. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> no, that's it on my part. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys uh, for listening. Yeah, and once again, thank you to Simon and Schuster for the Black Guy Dies First Black Horror Cinema from Fodder to Oscar. Um, we really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the book, and we hope you guys enjoy the episode on <laughs> Boy Eats Girl. Ciao. What a film. What yeah. a film. 2005 was a time. Yeah, it it's it was fun, but also it was it was dark. <laughs> a dark time. <laughs> All right. Um we will see you guys in our next episode. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>